Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hello, and thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williamson. This is that nerd dad podcast where we talk parenting, pop culture, and politics. I've been told I need to have kind of a more punchier intro. So that's going to be the new intro. How'd it work? How'd it go? Uh, oh, what a fun one you tuned in for today. Um, I have Sean Officer, Police Constable, Sean Shapiro, on today's show. He is known informally as the voiceover cop, and you'll understand why when you hear his magnificent voice. A voice from the heavens is what he has. Um, we have a lot of fun talking about uh, safety things, things that are... Uh, irritating to officers things you can do if you see an aggressive driver uh, i call him an asshole driver but sean says aggressive um understandably so considering his position so this is a huge one for me because i've been trying to actually talk to sean for let's put it this way at some point in time we did we talk about how, when i first approached him i said can we talk about back to school safety driving we're way past that now um so but Sean and I finally were able to make it work. And I am so happy to be able to share this with one with you. I have one ask. Here's my ask. You've tuned into the show for a reason. Either you like me or you like Sean. Think of one person. One person that you know that might also like this show. And share it with them. Just one. That'd be great. I'd appreciate it. And then, of course, if you could hit subscribe, follow five-star thumbs up comments reviews all of that stuff that's all fine that's all just think of one person that might enjoy this show and share it with them i'd greatly appreciate that now let's get to sean are you listening damn all right everyone today i am joined by my guest Police Constable Sean Shapiro. We've been trying to make this work for a little while, so I am really glad you're here. Thank you so much, Officer, officer Constable Shapiro. Sean, just Sean. Sean. Sean, thank you so much for being here. Uh, you can pleasure. find him at trafficcop.ca. He's got all his links there. We talked about this beforehand. There's a lot of links. It's all trafficcop.ca. Yeah, I've got the, the stuff that's just me. I've got the stuff that's Toronto Police. Uh, everything under the sun, one place. I don't normally have guests on who have better voices than me, but uh, I'm making an exception here. My I appreciate God. that. <laughs> Is this something that you, like, when did you realize, like, I got a voice for this? So so my, my father always growing up, he says, you've got the voice. And uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I, uh, I, I, did, I, I did some stuff. Like, I, I, I've been involved with uh, creative things, uh, photography, videography. Uh, I never really focused on, on doing anything uh, as the, the talking head, actually using my voice for good. Uh, it, it was just something that people made comments here and there. A friend of mine, uh, his business partner, had a sound studio. I says, oh, dude, you got to do voiceover work. And, uh, and, and in the back of my mind, that's great, but I want to be a cop. Like that's that's what I okay. do. Uh, so now I found the perfect blend of using my voice and uh, you know my uh, my smarts for policing to to do something good for everybody. 
so no one ever convinced you to like, hey, do this cartoon character for us, or hey, do you want to, you know, we got a we got a coffee commercial coming up. No one's convinced you to kind of dovetail. It, it's funny. Uh, I, I, I know somebody. Uh, my buddy's brother was his. My buddy's no. My my buddy's <laughs> brother's best friend. His father was like the voice of Duracell. Okay. Uh, so so I, I I saw that being done. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Uh, but never did I make the the connection to actually try and get an agent to go do that. It just uh, I, I I my voice was apparently sampled in in a song that my buddy produced years and years ago. Uh, I don't even know what that song is, but I, he asked me, can you say this? And I did it, and I don't know what ever happened to it. Uh, so yeah, I I might be famous somewhere, but I don't know. All right, some obscure European hit. There you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Sean. First hard hitting question is, uh, are you also my dad? Um, <laughs> um, for for those who are listening, uh, head over to the YouTube version of this because uh, Officer Chandra bears a striking resemblance to my dad. <laughs> Your dad may actually have more hair than me. He keeps that little tuft on the top, which I've begged him to shave, uh, but he refuses. Yeah, I, I have I have decided, or I made the decision a long time ago to to simply take off by choice what's there, and I'm like a chia pet. You know, I always I always have a little bit coming back in because even though I I am my own barber, uh, it's not the first order of business. I, uh, I I look, I wear the hat for a reason because I would have the tuft, right? Like I can see the little tuft here, so I wear the hat uh, when I, when I'm not normally I'm like you, right, to the scalp kind of thing. But um, yeah, I, when I first saw you, I was like, Jesus Christ, he looks like he could be part of my family. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, maybe we, maybe we're somewhere, some strange relations, distant. Who knows? Somewhat. So you're not my dad, just for, to clarify. That, yeah, I have. I cannot uh, take claim. Uh, how old are you? Uh, Thirty-eight. Probably 38. not your dad. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's got some splaining to do. <laughs> uh, okay. So when I started messaging you back and forth, I was like, police constable. It's different than police officer, and I was kind of like, well, what's the difference? I'm like, you're coming on, I'll ask, what's the difference between a police constable and a police officer? You know what? I, I think it's just the British thing, the influence. Uh, we were a constabulary. Uh, in fact, if you look at uh, Newfoundland, they still call them a, a, a constabulary. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a British term, constable. Uh, it's not something that was adopted in the States. An officer is the, the, uh, the, the terminology used in the United States. But police constable, we're still police officers. But uh, it just depends on who you ask and what, what card you're reading. And uh, we, are, we are police constables. That's actually our rank. Uh, but to, to the average person, we're just police officers. Okay, so it make so kind of everyone has kind of a PC before their thing. It's just like a Toronto thing or a Canadian well, thing. It, it depends on the, the service that you work for. Um, you know, in Toronto we have police constable. Uh, we have some some uh, status ranks in between that are based on how long you've been a police officer. You start out, you're a fourth class constable, then you work your way up to first class. But beyond police constable, you move to sergeant, and from sergeant, staff sergeant, and so on through the ranks until you eventually make it to chief, which very few do because we only have one of those. Uh, <laughs> but with police officer, they have sergeants in different roles within their organizations too. So it really just depends on, I guess, what they chose. But we're, you know, we're, 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 uh, uh, we're all based on the whole queen and now king thing. Has that changed your life? Like, has that changed things in there? I, I've been a little busy for the last couple of weeks, so I, 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 haven't, have. I haven't seen any uh, updates. But I imagine things are going to change. You know, badges that have crowns on them will likely need to be updated, but uh, that's well above my pay grade. Wow. I never, I did not think of that. I'm like, the money's got to change. Everyone was like, well, the money has to change, but. Yeah, I, I, I imagine to, to be proper, there'll be a lot of changes coming. 
Uh, but I don't think that their their priority changes. I don't think anything's going to change. We're going to be business as usual, doing what we do as police officers, and then eventually someone will give us a new patch or a new hat. <laughs> some new, some new thing for the uniform. Likely. All right. Next question. I don't know why I'm doing it like this, but I am. I don't. Whatever. <laughs> um, when I am driving, and I see someone driving like an asshole. I'm often, and I think a lot of us have been driving, that guy's going to get someone killed. But then we don't know what to do with that information. There's like a temptation to call it in, but you're like, nah, they're doing 160. By the time I call the police, that person's gone. What do I do do with this information? Well, I I will tell you that that when when drivers, and and I'll I'll rephrase your statement to, you know, drive aggressively or in a manner that that would be putting others at risk, whether themselves or others, you know, there's a number of things you can do. If you think that person is an immediate risk to to everyone and themselves, they're they're just, it's not just that they're aggressive. It's not just that they're unfriendly and unkind. Uh, They're actually going to get someone killed. That that could be a 911 call justifiably. It's all based on your interpretation of what you're seeing. You know, that's that could be. There's a red car doing a hundred. You know, where I'm doing a hundred. They're doing double my speed. That that's something to alert police to. Uh, so I would call nine one one. If you oh, have okay. a dash cam uh, and you probably have a blur on your dash cam as a per, as opposed to actually a license plate, but you might have evidence that you could support that with. If you happen to catch that blur in in your mind, you could include that information when you report it. But if it's just someone who's who's either you know they've got a loud exhaust pipe or they're uh, you know they're not signaling and you think it's worthy of reporting, that's certainly you know, it's risky behavior, not the exhaust pipe so much as the uh, not signaling and being more aggressive. That's something you could, if you're in Toronto, could report online. We've got a a, a, a portal, uh, and if you go on, you can make all sorts of reports, either local driving complaints or uh, specific vehicles doing specific things. Interesting. Is that is that utilized a lot? Like, or is it? It, it creates an actual report. It's assigned to an officer for follow up, and very often we can't do very much about it. Because as a police officer, I need to know who's driving, where they're driving, and and be able to put a a couple of pieces of of information together in order to lay a charge. But it does allow us to do two things. One, create a... uh, uh, a record of it. Yeah, we looked into it. We saw who the registered owner is. We sent them a letter saying at this date, this time, your vehicle was reported to have been doing X, Y, and Z. You know, if you weren't aware, be aware. If you are you, now you've been told. We've been, okay, so know. it will it'll like generate a letter to the person. Absolutely. It's going gonna, it's gonna to create some level of feedback to the registered owner. And it also creates a, a record for us. So when we pull over that car doing 150 and we see, well, on this date and time, we got a report. You're doing, this isn't something that you're just, this isn't a one-off behavior. There's a pattern of behavior. So it, it could change and help us uh, and, and, and take it to the next extreme. Let's say it's involved in a, in a major collision or if it's a failed to remain and we have a bunch of these reports, it, it, it starts escalating. And, and as we go, we, we, we change the way that uh, we, we interact. feels like a verbal warning for uh, when you're at work. It's kind of like, hey, 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 hey. you're aware now. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 the problem is that they're, they're, it's it's complicated. We we need to catch people in the moment, and and very often residents call us up and say, "We you know we're, we're seeing all this behavior in our neighborhood. What can you do about it?" You know, we, loud exhaust pipes is one of the number one complaints. Well, if you call us about a loud exhaust pipe, we appreciate that it's waking you up. The baby can't sleep. You can't sleep. You're trying to work. You have a home office. Whatever the case may be, but if you call us and we come screaming over, they're gone. Uh, and there's probably five more that have passed since the first call. So it's, it, there are problems, but we have to catch them in the moment so that we can, we can uh, you know, issue tickets and, and have those things, at least taking steps to resolve them. Does it get petty? 
Does it get petty? Hey, my neighbor's got a noisy exhaust pipe. Does it get petty? You know what? If, if my neighbor had it and it was keeping me up at night, it's not petty. It's reasonable. You, you, you're supposed okay. to be able to enjoy your space that you pay taxes for. Uh, and there are rules governing the use of exhaust pipes. So is it petty? That, is, is it, if I've gone over to you and said, hey, buddy, I, you know, it's really causing an issue you, and you do nothing, what's the next, what are you supposed to do? You call the police because we, we, we often are called to manage relationships that can't be managed any other way. That feels we're, challenging. We're, that feels challenging. But as the nerd dad, you know, you're a, you're a parent. You, the, the, we are um, we are sort of coming in as parents to some degree. We're coming in to help manage feelings, big feelings. <laughs> so we use the word on our, our, uh, around yeah. our house. You I'm could, a dad. I, I, I use it all the time. And I'll use it for myself just so my kid knows, like, I get them too. And I'll be like, daddy's having some big feelings right now. <laughs> and then uh, a short detour. Uh, I, my sons don't like it when I say the word bud, when I don't call them bud, because uh, I was- Don't call your- When I call them bud, they say, hey, don't call me bud. And the origin of that is I was driving and someone was driving like an idiot. And I think I said something out loud to the effect of, what are you doing, bud? Because that's the polite word with kids in the car. <laughs> and now they think of it as a negative thing. Like, oh, we, oh, we don't want to be bud. So I can't call them bud now. That's funny. Um, yeah, I, I use other words that, that are reserved for drivers. But um, <laughs> my kids are just, I think, used to it because I, I'm, I'm loud. Um, you know, you know what, what are they, they? Very often my kids will remind me that, no, my name is, the, yeah. <laughs> I know your name. I gave you your name. But. <laughs> But then you mix them up, right? You, you swap them all the time. My grandfather had my brother and I in, turned into one word. We were Shrian very often. Sean and Ryan became Shrian. Uh, and it's amazing how that carries through genetically. I have the same issue sometimes. I, I'll go back to my dad. I remember uh, thinking, like, he wasn't great with dates. And I was like, oh, how could you not know dates? And the other day I took my kid to the doctors <laughs> and they're like, and you can you confirm his birthday? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> I can I can give you a couple of dates that I'm pretty sure it's one of them, but I I cannot confirm his birthday with confidence. And uh, wow. then I was like, ah, I owe you an apology, Dad. <laughs> I, I wasn't ready for that. I studied for the other stuff. I was yeah. I was ready to hold him real tight for the needle and stuff like that. But birthday, I don't know. I have his card. <laughs> the, the one that used to get me was the how many months. I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know the birthday, but I don't know how many months. I can't count that high. It's just like, I, 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 as soon as I got to a year, I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And after, and, and, and after your first one, do you have more than one, Sean? I have two, yes. Yeah. And after the first one, you, the second one doesn't get that kind of attention. Oh, no. You don't, the photos slow down. You don't, it's not the same. Well, I, I got to say, I'm a photographer and as a social media guy and a photographer, my phone doesn't stop. I, okay. uh, we, we went to the orthodontist. I have the entire experience recorded. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. I got I to gotta share with mom. I was the only person in the office. So I, had to, I had to cover everything. I was like, why? I was going to say, like, why do you have that experience? It's just, it's just because, because, you know, I, I figure one day uh, there might be a wedding and there will be a, a party that will have a big screen projector on it and I will need to embarrass my child. You're forward thinking. You're forward it's thinking. chestnut checkers. Chestnut checkers. That's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> chestnut checkers. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> okay. When we first started to talk, I was going to have you on to talk about uh, back to school safety. Yes, we've passed that, haven't we? We passed that. But we're, we're now we're in an interesting spot where people are no longer hypervigilant. It's been about 30 days. The sun's setting a little earlier. What, what do parents, what do drivers need to be aware of around schools now that maybe they've lulled themselves into a false sense of security? Well, here's the thing, and it's not school zone specific. We take these opportunities when we have a change of behavior to remind people of the things they should be doing all the time. And that all the time thing is, you know, leave yourself lots of extra time to get to, to work or school or both because it's when you put uh, or, or create stress uh, by being late, by worried about, uh, by being worried about looking bad and the consequences of being late for work and all the whole uh, mess that is created when one thing doesn't go your way, give yourself copious amounts of time because it's like dominoes, right? You have one thing not go right. You burnt the toast. You have to start again. That's two and a half minutes. That takes at the end of that uh, you know event is is twenty minutes. Two and a half minutes at the beginning becomes twenty minutes at the end. Uh, it's a weird way of building up. So you know, simple things. I lay my cl- clothes out for the next day. The night before, I do that. My kids do that. We do that so that we don't have to think in the morning when we're groggy. Then we make sure that we, if we need 30 minutes to get there, we give ourselves an hour. Because as far as I'm concerned, anything in Toronto takes an hour to get to. Uh, doesn't, it, it, it could take an hour to get to Buffalo, but it takes an hour to get from, from my house to where I'm going. doesn't matter. <laughs> and, and you also have to plan for the unforeseen. So, you know, whether it be Toronto construction, it depends on what season you're in, but Toronto construction or, uh, and, and really it's, it's applicable anywhere in the world. It, you just can't plan for what you can't plan for. So you give yourself- All it takes time. is one fender bender, one fender bender and it's game over. And rubberneckers. Yeah. Everyone's got to see, just move on. Just, there's nothing <laughs> to see here. You know, I just need one guy with a megaphone in every accident. Go, move, keep moving. Don't look Also, at what's the best case scenario you see, uh, uh, horrible accident? What is the best case? What are you hoping to see? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you, you know, I, at a collision, I have a different perspective. At least I like to believe what I'm looking, I'm looking to see, do they help? I stop at collision scenes if I don't have my kids with me. Sometimes actually with my kids with me. I, I deputized my daughter. She was in her car seat uh, and I watched a woman get hit by a school bus, no less, in a crosswalk. Oh my God. And, and it just happened to work out that I stopped my car, I locked the doors, I go run, and behind me is a paramedic supervisor that I know from the road, and he's in his personal car, and both of us run to go assist. And that was one of those things where I'm like, my kid's seeing me in sort of quasi-cop mode, and uh, it was somewhat traumatic for her, but it, these are things that you can't plan for. And so when I look at collisions as an off-duty police officer, I'm looking for different things. I'm very often getting involved. When I'm when we're passing them because mine are six and three, the only thing I'm saying is like yeah oh look please and then immediately it's I hope everyone's okay and I just try to instill that like yeah this is not a cool thing I I know that it's you know flashing lights and cop cars are cool for kids and things like that but it's like let's hope everyone's okay 
the big so. thing with with collisions and there, there are any collision is crisis because someone is is out of their routine, so it causes stress and all sorts of bad things can happen. But very often those serious or, or, or very often they're not so serious, and it's great. And the collision reporting center and move on with your day. But but all too often they are very serious and they're life altering and uh, and sometimes life ending. And it's those things that we're trying to change. You know, through all the the education uh, that we do online, all of the uh, the talks that we do, we're really trying to instill the concept that traffic safety is a shared responsibility. It doesn't matter whether you walk, ride, or drive. You have a role to play in both your own and everyone else's safety. So when you see someone who's in a collision or there's an ambulance somewhere, that's an entire community affected. It's got ripple effects. And I think that we're all too often comfortable with the concept that, ah, it's just an accident. First of all, it's not an accident, it's a collision because accidents are, are oopsie-doos that nobody could have controlled. But every collision we see on the road was preventable. What's the most dangerous habit people have? Um, I think right now the biggest thing there's, there's no there's a we have the big four that we talk okay. about regularly. We talk about speeding, which is a huge problem because uh, for so many people they don't take it seriously. That's not a problem. Everyone speeds. Uh, our average speed seems to be twenty over the speed limit. It's way too much. Uh, and and people argue from morning till night that uh, it's no big deal because my car has airbags and Bembo brakes and ABS and auto steer and all. And it's going to make the fact is uh, science and physics say speeding bad. And we're trying to reduce speed across the uh, the, the realm. I'm, I'm watching uh, you know some some dragon show right now. <laughs> I've, got, I've got verbiage entering. It's spilling over. Uh, yeah. Uh, as long as we don't talk about my liege. And yeah. Okay. So um, the, the the fact is, people are going too fast, and it's and it's something that shouldn't be so okay. We're trying to reduce speeds across the city. We have speed limits in 30, 30 kilometer an hour zones. People are losing their mind. How can you go thirty? I can walk faster. Walk. If you can't, yeah. it, it's you're not walking. You just you're just not speeding. It's I got a th I, got, I got a thirty ticket from one of the cameras. Did you? Yeah. Those cameras are awesome. It's amazing how many people get repeat like twelve tickets from the same camera for the same person. They installed one near my parents. I had lived there my whole life. I didn't know it went from forty to thirty. I drove past it. I saw the I saw the thing. I'm like, it got me. I was, I was on my way to do a presentation to the Canadian Armed Forces uh, Battle School, their new drivers, and I'm looking over and I said, oh, they, said they put a camera there. That's awesome. What, what's the speed limit here? I, was, I, I, I didn't get a ticket. I, I thought I was going to get one because I was doing what I thought was the speed limit, and I, too, was, was caught in that. In that uh, I, I, I was over, but I wasn't that much over, and I, I, it's amazing how quickly, even as a police officer, you have the heart attack of, uh, of did I just get a ticket? Because uh, that's the last thing I want to do. I, I, I obviously want to be the safest driver I can be. Um, I started talking about the big four. So speeding, yeah, yes, sure. one. Aggressive driving is, is, a, is a huge problem because that's the me, me, me thing. I got to get there faster, and, and I'm not going to wait for you to cross the road, and I'm not going to wait for that stuff. So aggressive driving is a huge problem. There's a whole bunch of different uh, choices or behaviors that fall into that subcategory. But anything that if you know you're being aggressive when you're being aggressive, I don't think we need to list a, a, you know 20 charges that could be aggressive. Uh, distracted driving is probably the largest. Uh, issue right now, whether it be using your phone or just not paying attention, uh, distraction is a huge contributor, if not probably the largest representation in uh, in collisions. Uh, so whether you're daydreaming because you, your head isn't uh, you know behind the wheel, even though you, your body is, uh, or you're focused checking out you know what mom's making for dinner, that that, that phone uh, is is in it. It's like a disease. We can't. We can't put down. We're addicted to our devices, uh, and and I tell people, and I very often uh, you know tell them put it in the trunk, 
just put it in the trunk. If you are within arm's reach, you're going to figure out some reason to justify its use. And you can't. It, 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 it could be the difference of, of how the rest of your life plays out. Because if you kill somebody, um, not only will you be paying uh, because your insurance, but you're going to have PTSD. You're going to be guilt-ridden for the rest of your life. And it's quality of life that we're all trying to, to have good ones. And lastly, impaired driving. Those are the big. Those are the big four. If we if we added one seatbelts, because that's the best way to, to protect yourself in the event of a collision. But that's not the ones causing the collision. Your seatbelt doesn't change whether or not you get into a collision. It certainly uh, changes whether or not you survive. I still can't believe like people argue the seatbelt thing. I, I can't. I, I'll talk the, uh, to my father. And those uh, what are those things? The, the Bluetooth seatbelts. Have you seen those? No. So it's it's basically like a little device you plug into your seatbelt thing, really? so that way it it stops the ding 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 oh. ding ding that you don't have your seatbelt on, and uh, people jokingly call them Bluetooth <laughs> seatbelts. They're horrible inventions. This is just a plug for the hole, so it doesn't beeps. Yeah, it doesn't beeps. I can't speak today. Uh, the the <laughs> deal. My father is a horrible seatbelt person, uh, okay. and I'll talk to him and I'll hear Bing Bing. Now I can't I can't drive for five seconds with him. And, 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 and like, what's going on? Dad, put it on. Uh, I can't sit. That, that bell was designed to make my life, uh, you know, torture. So I can't drive with my father. But he will put it on. But when he's, he'll drive for kilometers. I don't know how anyone can su survive that level of torture. My father apparently can. Yeah, the, exactly. The, the ding alone is meant to annoy you to the point where you'll oh, put yeah. it on. Yeah, I, I feel naked without a seatbelt. But... If I was to be lazy enough not to put it on, I cannot stand the ding. Yeah, should you be trying to find that buzzer to like rip it out? <laughs> <laughs> it's, but there, there are many people who have got to many YouTube sites to try and figure out how to disable it. I'm not endorsing it. There's a Bluetooth seatbelt. Bluetooth it's thing. horrible. You should if you. I'll, I'll send you a link to one. They're crazy. Um, seatbelts. Seatbelts really do amazing stuff. And people say, "Well, it's got airbags." And my father was one of those. He's like, "I don't need the seatbelt because it's got an airbag." Well, airbag is a system that works in conjunction with a seatbelt, and uh, it doesn't work on its own. Also, airbags hurt like hell. Yeah, that's one of the reasons we talk about having kids in the back seat until they're 14 years old, uh, because smaller folks uh, will get nailed by that airbag that's deployed at like 200 miles per hour. Uh, major people break their noses. They end up yeah. black and blue. Like they, 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 it's not fun. We're talking a lot about our dads. They happened to my dad. He got into a little fender bender and deployed the airbag. His face was all mashed up. It was yeah. nuts. Listen, it's better than dying. Exactly. Not, it doesn't tickle. It, it doesn't tickle. Fair. <laughs> uh, I'll get you out on this. I know I'm, this is more just for my own curiosity. Um, in the last two years, a lot of people have been at home. Not as much cars on the road. Have you seen a difference in driving habits as we kind of ease out of the pandemic, even though we're still in it kind of thing? People got really used to having the roads themselves. Our speeds okay. went up. We saw a, a tremendous increase in stunt driving. Um, and, and then some of, the, some of the reasons when we, when we talk to people uh, seem to be like, well, you know, I, I couldn't, I was bored at home, so I had to stretch my legs. I had to, you know, I, I found solace in going really, really fast. And, and there was nobody out there, so it was like a racetrack, according to some. Uh, they, they're having a problem. Uh, they should have never been doing that any, at, at all, ever. 
but there, some people are having a problem remembering how they were supposed to be driving. And f I think they forget that it's a community out there and there's other moms, dads, kids, brothers, sisters, cousins. They're all on the road. Uh, I, even if I'm sitting at home, you know, someone related to my family is out there trying to get somewhere safely. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, 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 I strongly, and I ask this all the time on, on Ask a Traffic Cop and, and, uh, and our Traffic Jam podcast, um, to, to consider that if everybody else occupying every other road was your mom, and you love them, how would you drive? If everybody in every other car was somebody you cared about, it, it, it should change your behavior. Um, the problem is that people are very often just seeing a car and they're not recognizing the fact that that's someone's you know, loved one in there that, that based on your behavior might not get home. And so often we see driving behavior that, yeah, you may do something and get through it. And then the person behind spins out and, and ends up in a collision. But you, you triggered it, you caused the collision, but it's in the wake. The wake of destruction that you leave behind is, 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 uh, is something that you may not even be aware of. So uh, we really try and, and, and push and, and, uh, and communicate that we're, we're all in it together, we're our community. The road is a shared space and we're all using it together. And if we just, if we just did it nicely, we might get there. In a, in a much safer and, and happier mode, because there's so much stress involved with getting somewhere late and getting somewhere, uh, you know, even if you're if you're trying to get through all the other people, these you know, you're the good driver, but they're they're the problem. Uh, it's, it's it's still stress. We're animals behind the wheel, every single one of us. Not one of us would act that way if we were face to face with someone. Yes. But we're animals behind the wheel. It's well, it's, it's like texting. It's, you're brave when you're inside your cage. Twitter it's, wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, officer, constable, doesn't matter what you call him. PC, Sean Shapiro, thank you so much for your time today, buddy. I really appreciate it. I had a, I, had a lot I, of fun I, talking to you. Yeah, this is great. We should do it again. I will absolutely take you up on that offer. I promise you. Sounds like a plan. All right. Now, this is where I hit end recording and pray. How lovely was that conversation? Oh, I usually say that's it. Game over. Uh, but the, how lovely was that conversation? Sean is just the nicest dude. And then once I hit stop recording, we chatted for another 10, 15 minutes. I could have kept rolling. Um, we're definitely going to connect again. That was a lot of fun. Um, I think we both have questions about each other's world. And, um, you know, he's here to help educate the public in any way, shape, or form he can. And, uh, man, he does a great job with it. So, Officer Sean Shapiro. Thank you so much. Um, we'll do it again soon. Also want to thank DeanBlundell.com. DeanBlundell.com, home of Canada's number one podcast network, including yours truly. Talk about a big supporter of mine. Uh, man, thank you to him and his team. And I've got merch. Zero days without a dad joke. World's okayest dad. Raised by Homer, Peter, Stan, and Bob. And of course, that nerd dad. All available in a variety of colors. Uh, through the Dean Blundell store. And that's it. We'll see who what happens next week. Will it be a solo show? Will I have a guest? I don't know. Sometimes I don't know until the very last minute. Uh, but either way, I appreciate you being along for this ride. Uh, it is just the best hobby in the world. Be well. Be safe. Thanks for listening. Damn.
do did will the story of people podcast is now available on the crier media network the first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories ready tara sloan from the san jose sharks undercurrent podcast at nbc sports Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca.